What's going on? This is Ben Cahill and Paul Kimmel with Tales of the Table. We've got a good episode for you today. Let's get started. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? It's Ben. I'm flying solo again today. And again, I'm sorry, Paul. Uh, been super busy. I'm sorry, guys, that it's it's been quite a while since I put one out. Um, but here I am trying to fulfill my... Uh, my deeds uh, to you folk, um, but uh, yeah, how y'all doing? How's everything doing? What's today? Today is uh, Monday. It is July fourth, so happy Fourth of July, happy Juneteenth uh, to people. Happy Pride Month. Um, I know I missed quite a few days in this month, so I apologize. Or last month, um, mostly last month, really. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, uh, June, Juneteenth, well, let's, let's talk about this first before we get, get crazy, get into, uh, into the topic of the day. Um, if you ever have problems, like I've always said before, if you can't get a hold of me, that's fine. Um, everybody goes through, uh, their own thing at their own time and they deal with it their own way. Um, <clears throat> But if you ever can't get a hold of me or a hold of somebody you trust, please call this number if you're ever feeling really low. Um, it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 800-273-8255. Now, I don't know if you can hear my dog losing, yeah, losing his mind. His blind ass sees something or hears something. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't, for, don't, don't forget that number. It's always good to have. Again, that's 800 273 8255. So, uh, today's July 4th. Happy uh, Independence Day. Um, uh, you know, we, we spent a long time being independent from people. <laughs> Thanks, Britain, for trying to oppress us. It didn't work. But hey, you know, whatever. Um, I missed Juneteenth as well. Again, I apologize. Um, happy Juneteenth, people. Uh, to, to to the black community. Um, in case you don't know what Juneteenth is, let me tell you. Um, it was freeing the black uh, community from slavery. Um, that should have ended with the Emancipation Proclamation, but it didn't because, you know, people were stupid, selfish, and dumb. Um, but 2,000 Union troops um, went to Galveston. Was it Galveston? Oh, I don't want to lie. Hold on. Let me look it up just to make sure. But I'm pretty sure it's Galveston, Texas. Yep. Galveston, Texas. The army finally enforced slaves be set free. And per this, just because I'm wanting to get all my ducks in a row because I don't want to lie to people, that more than 250,000 enslaved black people in the state were freed uh, by the executive degree. Um, this has been known as Juneteenth by the newly freed people of Texas. However, with that being said, this is kind of like a national uh, thing. Um, so that's what Juneteenth is. Basically, from what I've been told and how it's been described as me, to me is it is Black Independence Day. Um, so yeah, everybody ce celebrates July 4th because we got under the clutches are out from the clutches of the 
the British, the English, you know, because they, they've done wonders with the world. Thanks, Crusades. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but this is Black Independence Day. It needs to be celebrated as such. Um, don't embrace it. Uh, don't 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 be that that person that does, uh, you know, that says, oh, it's just another holiday. Well, no, it's a it's a good holiday to have, you know. Um, you know, you, you as an American celebrate Independence Day. Well, some people didn't get that independence for a long fucking time. So the least that people can do is celebrate their day as well. Okay. Um, and, and don't be afraid to say happy Juneteenth to people, uh, you know, um, and, and be happy about it. This is a great thing, you know, and ending slavery or at least the enforcing of the ending of slavery, slavery is awesome. So, um, you know, that's what that is. <clears throat> Somebody's playing with an air horn. I don't know who that is. It's annoying. Anyway, so moving on. Um, thank you again uh, to everybody who's been listening. I tell you what, um, we're, we're seven episodes. This is number eight, but we're seven episodes in. We've got almost 300 listens. That's pretty freaking cool. That means somebody's listened to my dumbass talk for a long time. A long, long time. And if it ain't me, it's me and PJ. And if it's not me, PJ, it's me, PJ, my sister, and God knows who else. Um, uh, for anybody who may not know, there is a Facebook page, uh, a second Facebook page with my name on it. Um, and that, that page, yes, it is me, but it's not actually me. It's my sister. My sister is going to be the unofficial PR person uh, for this little podcast yeah. So, um, uh, she is trying to help me out as much as she can, um, in efforts to try to spread more help, um, spread, spread the word a little bit farther. Um, she's better at the technology thing than I am a hell of a lot better. So if you get a friend request from me, it is me, especially if it's like, um, the Maltese cross, basically the tails of the table, uh, little insignia there or the little picture. It's a, just a Maltese cross with a thin red line in it. It's got the American flag, but it's black and white. So that is me. Follow our Facebook page. Um, it is Tales of the Table. Um, it's been posted on that that one Facebook page quite a bit. Um, and then I obviously share everything that gets put on there because that's about all I need, know how to do because I'm not very bright. So, <laughs> And she, I tell you what, she's she's been doing a miraculous job with that. So, I mean, she, she really has, she's really, really doing me a solid on this because I, I don't know how this shit works. Um, other than I know how to record it. I know how to save it. And then I know how to post it to my Facebook. And other than that, that's about it. And in fairness, I don't even know what my password and username is for Facebook. So I do this on my laptop, get on the app on my phone and do it from my phone. Cause I have no idea how else to do it. So I'm not exactly tech savvy if you get what i'm saying so all right so i think a couple days ago she posted something or there was a posting on uh the facebook page about hey if anybody's got any topics um send them in i have no problem talking about them or at least bullshitting about them um you know i i clearly i have no uh, problems with talking. I do that quite a bit. So, um, 
only one person responded, which was cool. Uh, and, and that person being Papa. So dad, thanks for responding in. So we're going to talk about his topic for at least a little bit. Um, because I know he's, he was dealing with some, some issues, uh, outside of the, our household. Um, you know, and, and we'll, we'll kind of delve right into it. Um, what he wanted me to talk about was hoarding and the effects that we have on, uh, or the effects that we can feel, observe because of hoarding. Um, you know, in all fairness, hoarding is, is a decree or a, a level of mental illness. Um, something is going, has happened where you feel the need to buy stuff, obtain stuff, and then just stack them in your house or outside your house or even somewhere else. But the point is, is that you're saving unwanted stuff. What would be unwanted by the normal person, including trash, um, you know, and, and that's and that's OK. It's OK to have a mild version of hoarding. As my wife says, I, I have a mild version of hoarding um, when it comes to stupid nonsense. Like, in fairness, like if I get something from Northwestern Mutual, uh, because that deals with our money stuff, you know, I I will probably save that for at least a little while. And then eventually I'll clear it out and burn it and that's it. But, you know, I, I have that ability to hoard. Um, you know, it's kind of it's happened in our, our family. Um, it's happened in many families, you know, it's, it's crazy how during the depression, um, how many hoarding scenarios came from that, from that little time period alone, just because, you know, you, you didn't know if you were going to have heat tomorrow. So you kept some of your paper trash so you could burn it to keep warm. You know, that's that the psychology in that is absolutely amazing. And, and, seeing how, how that happens. However, I will say this, that if you hoard, not only is it a danger to yourself or your family members. So if you have family members, please uh, send them this podcast. Okay. A it gets more listens and it means it's spreading word and, and blah, blah, blah. And that's, it may help somebody. Okay. If when we deal with hoarders, at least in the 911 field, okay, we have a tendency to, Oh, I don't want to put this in an awful way. We underreact in the moment, but overreact in the long haul, if that makes any sense. So during in the moment, we'll say, oh, yep, this is, yep, this is gross. We'll say it in our heads. We'll take care of the patient. We'll take care of the person, whoever it may be. And then we go pretty much about our merry way. We'll transport them. Um, a lot of people don't even fill out a social services report form on these people. And I, to me, that's ridiculous. You know, the, these people, these people are your, what that social services um, forms are for, you know, they're, they're in, in reality, a danger to themselves. Cause think about it this way. What happens if you have a fire, you know, um, if a fire happens in that household, are they going to get out? Do they have enough of a path to not trip and be able to get out of a smoke and fuel-filled atmosphere um, to get out of that burning area? And, and my guess is no. Most more often than not, no. And that's that's if they're a healthy person, let alone if they have a com comorbidity or they can't walk or whatever. You know, that's that's kind of that that's a very very dangerous spot to be in. Not only that, but what happens if you have a medical emergency, right? So, and, and I'll just tell you this story and it, it's two stories that kind of deal with the same issue that, that we had. 
Um, you know, if it's, if it's, if it comes to your house or your life, I will absolutely destroy your house to try to save your life. Period. If that means I cut your window and make it into a giant door and we clear out some trash and just do it that way, I will do that to try to save your life. Okay. Um, I don't think people understand that, that, that the fire department, and we're going to try to do it by least amount of invasive means necessary. I mean, I'm not going to just come up with a chainsaw and start cutting, you know, half your siding out. That's, that's ridiculous, you know, because you had some paper on the floor. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, it took me 25 minutes to get back to you in this little decrepit room. Right. And it's going to take me probably two hours to get you out of this room and you're having a heart attack. Yeah. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to cut this, cut this wall out. I'm going to make it into a door and I'm going to drag you out that way because it's going to be a heck of a lot easier and a hell of a lot faster than trying to drag you through your trash. Okay. Um, and I have a story about that and I'll, I'll tell it here in a second, just at, for right now, it's kind of like, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep talking about the, the issue at hand first. Um, you know, I, uh, I, um, Hoarding kind of scares me because I've, I've had a, at least one fire with a hoarder and I'll never forget this. When we ended up, I came on the second engine in, well, yeah, second engine in, third engine in, sorry. And we get there and the first arriving crews, they called it out as a possible trap and we, they're working there nuts off trying to get in this house and they are just not making any progress whatsoever just because the amount of crap that's stuffed in this house and you know it's i get it i get it i uh they're they're working and working and working and by the time the third arriving crew gets there that that would be us and we we start trying to put some of that fire out but it's a hoarding you know it's a hoarding house and you're not putting that fire out uh, it's going to take probably days before the last ember stops burning. Oh, Jesus. Good Lord. Sorry. You know, before the em- last ember starts burning, you're going to need a, a, a dump truck and a, and a backhoe to fucking pull that shit out. You know, so. Yeah. Anyway, what happened was, is that this fella died in his trash, literally. And somehow the trash fell on top of him however he he burned he one big breath of smoke and obviously everybody knows that works in the fire service that he took one big breath and he he died probably burned, scorched his entire lung and respiratory system and he died right there um however and I, i'll never forget this because of how the trash fell on him by the time we actually fell found him um which was probably two or three hours in he was so badly burned from the probably his belly button up um, that like there was skull exposed and it was just he was burnt uh, the whole burn beyond recognition type burn, you know. Um, however, his lower half perfectly fine, which was trapped in his uh, his trash. <laughs> and it sounds terrible, but if he would have actually probably just dug up underneath his trash and breathed in through a wet cloth, he might have been okay. No, probably not. He would have died. But it's not the point. 
Um, and it was just because he supposedly stacked a space heater on top of newspapers, which devil trouble. You're a hoarder and you did something mildly dumb, you know, and that's because he didn't have heat that worked because he couldn't. There was too much trash in the house, you know. Um, I, uh, anyway, it, it was a terrible scenario, terrible outcome and a terrible fire. And we were there for hours. I mean, and we were a mutual aid company and we were there for hours, hours. Um, anyway, so, you know, unfortunately people don't really understand that they have a problem until it's thrown in their face. And then they start panicking, thinking that you're going to throw all their stuff away that they have worked time and time again to, to, to get over the years. And it throws them into a bit of a panic. And I understand that that's, that's, they bought that stuff and they formed an emotional attachment to that thing. Um, because they have something going on internally. Okay. So the mental health aspect of it is, as is crazy. Um, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, this porcelain doll that I bought in 1968, that I can feel an emotional attachment to it, even though it's been in a box stuffed away for the last 40 years, you know, but you pull it out and they'll be like, I know exactly when I got that. I know how I got it, how I felt when I got it. It made me feel good, blah, blah, blah. And then if you try to throw it away, they may cut your arm off trying to get it back. You know what I'm saying? So that it's, it's just kind of, it's, it's something that uh, we need to work better as a, as a healthcare field to try to, um, help these people out more because these, these folk, these folk are in all fairness, they're kind of, they're sick. They, they have a mental health issue and they're trying to, um, they're, they're doing what they can to feel better. And trust me, I, I can personally attest that when people are not feeling good, they will do something to make themselves feel better. Trust me. I know. I have done this. I openly admit to this, um, include, including self-sabotage. I have done that as well, um, where it makes you feel so miserable that you are just pining for some sort of feeling, some sort of good, positive attention, um, a- including ruining your entire life to try to do that. And uh, then it creates regret. And then you feel regret for doing something that you shouldn't have done and blah, blah, blah. And it goes from there and then you start serpentining and cycling and then you start pushing people away because you're a piece of shit and blah, blah, blah. And you start hating yourself. And I can tell you personally that I have hated myself and I have hated myself for a long time, um, which is why I am seek I've sought help and I'm doing better with that. Um, but I'm telling you, um, you, if you talk to somebody about your problems and, and approach them, approach people like this with their problems, you know, because maybe they're not seeing it, you know, maybe they're seeing this, this is, you know, um, Hey, you know, I got this and I can give this to them and I can give this to them. And it just never happens. I get that. It happens. And I don't judge people like this at all. That truly is just something that needs to be worked on and, 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 and helped out with maybe a little bit of psychiatric care, um, will, will go a long way. Um, you know, to, to help people like this, um, you know, cause and nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. Unfortunately, unfortunately, 
because you're in the healthcare field or we're in the healthcare field and we're in the first responder field, we have situations like this. A lot of people don't do the social services request form. And that's nonsense. You need to do that for these people because that might just get them the slight bit of help they need to realize that, 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 that they will die in their household if they don't get it cleaned up a little bit. We're not saying we have to gut their house and throw everything in a big dumpster and haul it all away, including their prized possessions, their grandmother's urn, the whole nine yards. We don't have to do that. You know, but what kind of emotional attachment do you have to a town and country magazine? And, and not only just one, but 50 feet of them, you know, um, what kind of a, the, a porcelain doll? What kind of attachment can you have from that? A purse, um, a cardboard box, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, we're, we're in a rough period of time in this country, in the world, really. It's stressful to, the world is stressful, period. Um, but, you know, we, we got to be able to help these people or at least do something to be able to help them. Um, start a somewhat of a paper trail to help uh, people as such. All right. Um, which leads me to kind of a. Kind of a funny story. We had a, it's not a funny story. It's actually quite terrible and, and tragic um, thinking back on it. But it's funny because of some of the things that were happening in, in, in the process. So we get called for a, a, a medical issue and we get there and they, the, there were people meeting us at the door saying we're not allowed in the house. I was like, what? You called 911? What? what do you mean we're not allowed in the house? we got to figure out what, what's going on. They were like, you can't come inside. We'll bring them to you. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. We're waiting. We're waiting 20 minutes. Well, we're trying to bug them. And I kind of go up on the porch to go talk, like at least yell in the door and say, hey, what's the status? What we're do- What are we doing? Do we need help? Can we come in? Blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the other. And my buddy who was standing behind me was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? And I looked down and there is a giant six foot python sitting right next to me. And not, it's in a cage. It's like in one of those big cages or like uh, warming cages. It's got a light and everything. So I was like, oh, fuck that. Look at that. How big that nope rope is. Jesus. Anyway, um... (laughs) So a few more minutes goes by and finally, and they come out and they're hysterical. It's, it's the family. They're like, we can't, we can't get them out. We're trying. We just can't do it. I'm like, all right, well, let us help you. And we walk in and we realize why they weren't letting us in. And it was because it was, it was a hoarding scenario. It was a hoarding situation. And it was, it was up there and some of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, anyway, so we get back to the guy and he's not doing good. He, he's in a bad way. And I look at the buddy who advised me of the giant uh, hell, hell, Satan, the devil that was literally sitting in the incubation cage, um, probably growing as we as we speak. But, uh, you know, he, he I was like, look, man, <laughs> we're going to need to try to get him out of here right now because of how bad he was. And we were going to do what what I had said before. We were going to turn his window into a door. And we were going to take him out through the yard, out through the side of the house. uh, Just because there was no way. He was a big, fairly bigger guy. Uh, There was no room to do anything. There was was 
just trash everywhere. It was it was a rough, rough. It was going to be rough. Uh, and there was a little dog, which I'm not sure. I can't speak for if the little dog lived or not, because I don't know if we actually squashed the dog with him or if the family members picked him up. But the dog was yipping at us for a long time, and then the dog disappeared, and I don't know where the dog went. So I, I as fucked up as that sounds, I don't know what happened. Anyway, so I, <clears throat> I'm trying to get a better grasp on this guy. Um, my buddy goes out and, you know, we're calling for help because it's, it's a, the patient was bad. We were calling, we called for help anyway, just because of how bad the patient was, but we were calling for more help because we needed manpower to try to get this fellow out of here. And, uh, Oh, you just heard something calm down your fat bastard. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so he goes outside. Um, I'm going to try to get him out from the little corner that he's in and I'm going to try to put him on the bed. And now he's a bigger guy. I'm a okay size guy. I'm fat as hell, but I can, I can lift, I can lift. And, uh, so I try to get on the other side of him while I brush the, um, window drape, like the, yeah, the drapes and a lovely slew of creepy crawlies decide to take a ride on me then at that point, which was <laughs> yucky. Anyway, get him up on his bed. My buddy comes back in. He was like, dude, there's no way. There's no way we can't even get him outside the house from the room we're in because there's so much trash on the outside of that. There's more trash on the outside than there is on the inside. So the decision was made to get him out. Well, so we're just going to kind of try to slide him through the little path that he had. Um, even though he's not doing good, we're just going to try to slide him. And we only had three people with him. Uh, it was me and my buddy and another person. And we're sliding and sliding and sliding. And <laughs> we were doing on three counts just because for, I mean, he was, he was a big guy and he was not being able, he was not able to hold his own weight at all. So, you know, we're moving dead weight in reality. And, uh, so we're doing, you know, one, two, three, hoop, one, two, three, hoop, one, two, three, hoop. Well, my buddy started yelling at me. He was like, would you fucking quit it? I was like, what are you talking about, dude? He was like, would you, if you're going to count, count with all of us. I was like, I am counting with all of you. Don't be a fucking dick. And he was like, no, seriously, you're fucking all of us up because we're, you're pulling and then we're pulling after you because we're hearing another Somebody's doing something. <laughs> well, I was like, just hold on real quick. Stay quiet. And you hear this. When we turn around and it was a goddamn bird, he was repeating after us. So we would go one, two, and it would, all of a sudden the bird would go three, three. And that's what, the, well, that's what he was hearing. So he was pulling out a different number than I was. It, it was Oh my God. It was so fucking, it was terrible, but it was funny. And then I, Oh man, it was just a bad, bad call. Um, I think he ended up actually, I think passing from that incident, I think, um, because of how bad he was. Um, but you know, obviously in the moment with them damn birds and that fucking little dog, which I'm, I don't know what happened to that dog. And I feel very, very guilty because I don't know what happened to that dog. Um, 
that sounds terrible. I feel guilty for the dog, but not necessarily for the person, which is not, that's not true. I do feel bad because the guy was pretty sick and obviously his, his family obviously loved him. Um, but, um, you know, I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It was so bad to the point when we got back to the fire, we called the hospital on the way and we were like, listen, here's the deal. Here's what we got coming. You're going to need to decon him, but he needs help first and then decon him type deal. Right. And when we got back from the hospital, which was probably every bit of a couple, about an hour, probably. Um, it, oh, to finish that up, it took us almost like an hour, hour and a half to get him out of this house because of how much stuff was in it and how big he was and how hard we had to help move him and blah, and this, that, and the other. It, it took quite a while. Anyway, um, so A, don't hoard, please. Okay, it it. it it will affect you in the event of an emergency. You don't want to have a issue in the event of an emergency because time does matter. Um, with that being said, um, when we come back, we have a policy to kind of like strip um, to make sure that, you know, nothing comes in the firehouse because you, you don't want to bring your friends uh, some creepy crawlies. You don't want that. Anyway, so. I start pulling stuff out of my pockets. Well, guess what I pull out of my pockets was a couple of my, my little friends. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, I immediately start dry heaving and it was just, it was just bad. Um, it was a really bad, that was a bad call, but you know, looking back, I mean, the bird counting with us and the fucking little dog and just, it, it was just a mess from the get go. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So basically, you know, kind of rule of thumb, please try not try your best to keep a tidy home um, because in the avert in the event of emergency, you know, time is of the essence and you don't want to waste time because we have to kind of dig you out of your trash. You know, everybody has a, somebody that they know that they've had a hoarding scenario um, in, in either their household or a family member or a friend or patients or whatever, you know, try to get these people help. Um, because it's, it's quite possible their life depends on it. So, uh, other than that, so there, there we go. Dad, if you're listening to this hoarding, there you go. I, I, I talked about it. Um, thanks for sending in your, your, uh, options. Um, PJ had been bugging me for the last week or so, uh, about getting into a podcast and I, I, dude, I just, Oh, I'll, I'll be honest. I just have not been feeling good um, mentally, and we, you know, I'm working on that. So I feel decent enough to do a podcast now. I'll try to get some more here in the future. I'm trying to spread this word um, through other avenues. I'm trying my best. Uh, I don't know what to do uh, when it comes to, um, you know, I'm trying to talk to different media groups um, to try to spread this wealth. A little bit more than what I am, but you know, the people who are listening, I really do appreciate it. You guys are awesome. You know, 300 uh, listens, uh, I think it was like 298 or something like that, but you know, 300 listens in only seven episodes to me, that seems like a lot. That's almost, I'm, that's almost 50 per episode. 50 people listen to each episode. So that's, that's awesome guys. And I appreciate that. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, please spread it, spread that word. Um, because you know, it, it will help somebody. It may not help you and it may not help your 
friends and it may not help family members, but it might help somebody, one of those acquaintances that you have on your Facebook or whatever, you know, send it to patients. I don't care. You know, if that, if that's what, if this, what gets them through their day, sure. Um, the whole goal is to help somebody. That's, that's what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do. Me and PJ and my sister and my parents and family members and my wife and my big ass kid, even though he's not really quite caring about a podcast because he don't know what it is yet, you know, being four months old. Um, so I, again, I appreciate everybody listening in. It really does. It, it means a lot. Um, follow the Facebook page, Tales of the Table. Um, don't don't be afraid to send in your comments and concerns. You can you can even Facebook that uh, user if you want to. Um, uh, you can Facebook the stories. You can also send them to me in an email and I will read them. Um, this is proof that if you send me a topic, I'll talk about it. I don't care. Um, so, but yeah, just let me, let me know guys. Again, the emails tails. Well, I'll just spell it in case people can't spell like me. If they spell like me, they're not gonna be able to spell anything. So it's T A L E S O V T H E T A B L E nine one one at gmail.com tails of the table nine one one at gmail.com. So if you guys have any, any comments, concerns, stories, topic ideas, um, you know, happy 4th of July. Um, I'd love to hear from them. Um, and I'll even probably talk to them, uh, talk about them on the, on the podcast. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, maybe your story needs to be told because somebody has experienced your, uh, uh, sim something similar. Okay. Um, in the event that, uh, um, wow, we are just really, really getting all the, anyway, um, just let me know guys. I appreciate you guys listening in. Um, again, if you ever have problems and you can't get a hold of me, feel free to call this number 800-273-8255. That's the national suicide prevention lifeline. And they're 24 hours, seven days a week. Safety doesn't take a holiday, everybody, just so you know. So it's 24 hours, seven days a week. No matter what, no matter when you call, they'll they'll get you some help. They'll try to help. Just like the fire department, just like cops, just like nurses and STNAs and everybody. You call, we haul. We'll, we'll do whatever we can to help you out in your bad time. So um, with that, really, guys, I don't know what else to talk about. Um, send me some topics, send me some stories. I'd love to talk to them about them. Talk to everybody about them. I like to have fun. I don't know what the hell's flying next to my head, but it's big and I don't like it. So I'm going to get out of here, guys. You guys be safe. Know your worth. Don't be afraid to talk to people about your problems because it problems manifest into other stuff. I promise you, you don't want to ruin your relationships and you don't want to do something rash just because you're feeling bad. It doesn't benefit you any. It makes it worse. Just don't self-sabotage, okay? You guys know your worth. Be strong for yourself because if you're strong for yourself, somebody else will be strong because you are. They'll see that and they'll be strong, okay? you got to maintain some strength. Um, with that, I'm going to get out of here. You guys stay safe. Love each other. ELE. Happy 
4th of July, happy Juneteenth or vice versa, you know, happy Juneteenth, happy 4th of July, um, because I missed it last month. Sorry. And happy pride month for last month. So you guys be safe, have fun, love each other and goodbye. <laughs>